Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Williamson and uh, well, Matt, uh, we are less than 24 hours out from the Steelers dropping a 29-17 decision to the uh, Cleveland Browns uh, Thursday night at uh, First Energy Stadium. I I know on first glance the score of that game looks worse than... No, that Pro- last score doesn't even factor in, obviously. Well, it but... factored in for a lot of people. Well, <laughs> I see what you're saying, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but... Uh, you know, it, it really was a, a much closer game than that. And I, I thought the game largely turned, uh, you know, the Steelers get the opening kickoff of the second half. Mm-hmm. And they're up 14-13 at that point. They're matriculating the ball down the field. They get a, a nice, it was actually a nice play call at the perfect time. They get a screen pass to Jalen Warren. Uh, he takes it 35 yards yeah. to the 15. Boy, he looks good, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh. Quick and, and yeah. uh, decisive. And uh, he takes it to the 15. And um, after the play is is basically over, it was a very late flag. The, the flag came out. And I really think Chuksakorafor was called for that penalty basically because he dove on Anthony Walker after Walker had gone down. And nobody knew Walker was injured at the yeah, time. Yeah, right. But, well, the know. people in the, in, the, in the Browns press box who were sitting uh, about 10 seats down from me, that's a dirty play. That's a, you, didn't, you don't know these hurt. Yeah, I mean, I watched it on TV. They showed it three or four times, and it did not look malicious at all. No. I mean, he could have hurt the guy much he worse. He didn't spear him. He didn't gore no, him. No, he just kind of – WWE he, or anything. He, he jumped on him to make sure that he wasn't going to get back up because mm-hmm. the play's still behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, don't, yeah. you know, so – but, but I don't blame Chooks for that either. No. I don't think he did anything wrong, to be very no. honest with you. Walker looked, looked, looked like he hurt, just uh, – they said today it was a knee sprain, or last night it was a knee sprain. Um, he just went down, and if he doesn't go down in that situation, I think the, I think the play stands as is. Could have. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have to give that more thought. I mean, it seems like you've put more thought into it than I did. Well, I watched it But it was a pivotal moment. There's no uh, question. Yeah. What uh, I asked James Daniels about it. I asked Chooks about it, too. Chooks didn't want to comment it. But James Daniels said, you know, I thought the rule was if you're engaged with a guy, um, you're, you know, they, they give you some leeway there. Mm-hmm. As opposed to if you're just running downfield just, just to get downfield on a play like that, yeah, you're going to get called. But because and the guy I guess went, they're emphasizing it more this yeah. year too. But because the guy went down, they were they were engaged for a second, and he just went he just crumpled, 
Oh, I see now what you're saying. Yeah. Because now the ref says you're not engaged and you're too far downfield. Yeah. You're right. So I, I'm 90% true, sure on this. He didn't get called for jumping on his back. No. He got called for being a legal man downfield. Right. You know, which right. is the new point of emphasis this year, which is a big deal in all these RPO offenses. They don't want linemen getting too far downfield. I get it. But yeah, I mean, the timing was pretty bad for that. And it was a pivotal play, um, which led to more. Bad things, obviously. Well, and, and you know. the, the plays right after that, there was another kind of freakish mishap there. So they get – that makes it second and 19. Okay. They get 15 yards on second down. So now it's third and five or third and four, third and five. Mm-hmm. And George Pickens coming off, off the line of scrimmage, he's on the inside – he's on the outside and Chase Claypool's in the slot. Yeah. Claypool's running an out there. Pickens blocks his guys or comes off the line of scrimmage so forcefully, he essentially knocked his guy into Claypool, yeah. <laughs> and Claypool gets called for pass interference, <laughs> and the guy got pushed into him. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that's even the wrong call. I mean, I, I mean, there was contact there, but yeah, it, wasn't, yeah, yeah. it wasn't pass interference. Like, the intentions was, weren't exactly there either. Yeah. Not that that matters at times. No, I hear you. Um I hadn't thought of it from that angle of those two plays being so close to one another at a pivotal time. Because I'm sure you you felt the same way going into halftime. I was like, Steelers are playing pretty well. Steelers are, are controlling the game. They're yeah. playing pretty well. Chubb had a couple of runs in the first half that hurt them. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and Brissett was and playing Brissett extremely was, well too. Brissett was playing well, but the Steelers were winning. You know, they were winning the game. I don't know what your process is when you're watching a game and taking notes and whatnot. But one thing I always do. And I'm not in the stadium where they come around every quarter and give you the sheets, you know. Yeah. I mean, so I always pull out my favorite halftime stats. You know, I mean, like, where's this game at the half? Because I want to reference them again. You know, Brissett, Trubisky's numbers, yards per play, things like that. Steelers were averaging 6.8 yards per play in the first half. Yeah. I mean, that's elite numbers. The, the offense was playing quite well. And, and the defense was good enough, you know. I mean, yeah. And I'm sure we'll get to this probably between now and Jets kickoff, but the number of snaps this defense is being asked to play, which is partially their problem too. They got to get right. Off the they got to get off the field, right? right. And, and the offense needs to convert on third down and hold the ball a little bit more too. But is it, it's unreasonable? I know everyone's going to say this is the same defense was getting gashed last year when you know they had two defensive line injuries. I don't quite see it the same way. I mean, and I'm not making excuses for them. Their tackling was really, really bad. Their run defense for 60 minutes was very, very poor. But the fact is, they come into that game having played the most defensive snaps in the league through two games on a super short week against a very good offensive line. Those guards, I thought, played great. And maybe, and the, think, and maybe the best pure runner in the league. And I think that's my yeah. next thing. is I think the best ball carrier in the league who gets spelled by one of the best ball carriers yeah. in the league and the best running game. Like, the results were inevitable, and frankly, the Bucks, the Bills, whoever best defense were in the league, if you asked them to do those things I just told you, they would have got gashed too. This is how yeah. the league is. And well, I But mean, they put themselves in that position. Yeah. They, they continue to put themselves in that position, yep. and, and they're, they're not playing, as, as I, I mentioned in my, uh, my Steelers.com piece, not playing complementary defense real well. Or com- they're not yeah. playing complementary defense and offense right now. When one thing's good, the other one's bad. Right. You know, there's, yeah. yeah. There's always an anchor. Right. So, in, like, for example, in the first half, the offense is clicking. Sure. The defense is giving up some plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second half, 
the, the offense goes three and out three times in a row. At the wrong time. Yeah, then after that, was after really that opening drive of the second yeah. half, and the defense can't get off the field. And they're gassed as could be and yeah. all beat up. And right, yeah, again, you know, converting more than one-third down would sure help. You know, things like that. And see, that didn't bother me. You know, they were 0 for 3 in the first half. Mm-hmm. The offense was playing fine in the first half. They yeah. were 0 for 3 on third downs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they weren't getting to third well, downs. Well, that's what we always say. Yeah. Don't even get to third downs. I'm more worried about the denominator right. than the numerator. But, you know, they could have been a little better situationally, all, all in all. You know, converting 11% isn't what you're after. Not what you obviously. want, no, for sure. But but you're right. The first half, I wasn't like, oh, Nobody's no. like, oh, man, they haven't converted the first down. No, <laughs> They're moving the football. You're getting yeah. seven yards a clip. You're fine. Yeah. You're right, right. And they were attacking on first down. Mm-hmm. They were getting, you know, making plays on second down. If they, you know, first down didn't work, they were running the ball effectively. Yeah, um, far it, and away the best line play of the year. Yeah, right. uh, that to me, uh, I'm, I'm seeing stuff today like they really need to draft an offensive lineman, and I'm like, to replace who? <sighs> to replace who? I've even I even wrote this as recently as this week, saying I thought I think Chooks and the two guards are keepers. And Mason Cole's not bad either. And I said on a podcast today, Mason Cole might not just be a replacement level center. And oh, by the way, Dan Moore pitched a shutout yesterday against Miles Garrett. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I I know Moore had some rough moments in the preseason and has had some tough times. I get that. But I only need tackles that are not problems. You know, I mean, uh, if you added a first round left tackle to that mix or a, a big time center, I understand it. We'll see about the names and how that all falls right. up, but I don't know that you have to. Yeah, it's not like that. You know, I, I just saw just a lot of other stuff. Well, the Steelers haven't drafted an offensive lineman since you know the first two you know first two rounds since blah blah. And I yeah, the the line's not been the problem. The line that's that's the big misconception, and we preached that all last week too. Like guys, the line isn't holding this team back. It keeps getting better. And I used the reference of baby step, baby step. Last night was big step. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not only that, but you know, we were going. You went into that game talking about you know, is Najee not? He's not hitting holes. He was fine. Like he, he was he, better than he looks like he's up to speed Patriot now. Right, yeah, right, he looks right. like he is now up to speed, and and you should see better play mm-hmm. moving forward. That being said, we talked about it before the game that the Browns weren't exactly, you know, the the. Uh, they should win that. Yeah, that, that that's one that they should right. win, and they did. And they did I mean, again. That was uh, something we said going into it. I want to see them win at the line of scrimmage. I feel like they did. I want to see them not let Garrett wreck the house and help on him time and time again. They did. I thought Gentry was great in that regard. Um, Najee had one bad pass pro rep, but all in all, those two backs are killers and as blockers yeah. as well. Yeah. And I can't bring it up enough, too. I mean, the the Claypools, the Fryer Moose, those uh, Pickens, those guys block so much better than last year's crew. You, you know what I mean? If Fryer Moose a better blocker. Pickens is a much better blocker than the guys they had out there last, than a Ray Ray or somebody like that. So it's getting better. I mean, were there plays it, left on the yeah. field? Yeah. Was it 60 minutes of brilliance? No. You know. Yeah, but it's, again, it's just not complimentary football. They're, you know, Mm-mm. while the Steelers were going three and out on three consecutive possessions, the Browns scored 10 points. Yeah. I mean, what the defense needed more than anything there for that stretch was just eat up some clock for us, please. You yeah. know, let me have some Gatorade. Let me, you know, work on my techniques and what they're doing to us. Let me get a breather here. And the offense let them down at the wrong time then, you know? Yeah. So, I, I, and the you Browns know, played well. They did. That, you know, I, I think that played great. That was the Browns' A game. And, and yeah. you know, that, that was the, 
you know, w- when we were picking the game last week, that was my fear because that the team at home on those Thursday nights has yeah. such an advantage because the fourth it, quarter usually goes their way. Too they get and, they know, get right. a basically an extra day of practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it's a big deal. Yeah, I mean that was a big concern. Um, Brissett now has played two good, really good games in a row, as has Amari Cooper. Uh, the Browns are in a pretty decent spot, all in all. You know, I mean, yeah. considering where I expected them. to I mean, be. their schedule gets more difficult does, down the road. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if Brissett's going to play like that all the time. I thought that was the best game he's ever played. And know? they got they they took some losses in that game. Oh, I know. You know, Walker's out. I believe yeah. uh, out, <laughs> a couple guys J-O-K out for got the year. In the game. Walker got you know, was carted off and yeah. bad. Obviously, uh, I think the other inside uh, or not the other Dottie? inside linebacker, the uh, Brian uh, got hurt. Somebody's out for the year. I saw. Um, I think. It? I think. Is it? No, it's not Harrison. Anyways, yeah, my, it my, might be Harrison. My, my, my mind's in a fog right now. But they, they took some. They took some losses in that game. Took some lumps. Um, I gave them credit for that, though, and these other you know, avenues. I've talked about it today, in that they worked on a short week too. I know right. they were home. Their defense didn't crumble in the fourth quarter in the in the second half, as so often happens. They hadn't played as many snaps, of course, but they got hit harder by injuries on that side of the ball than the Steelers did. They did, and um, you know, so they won the football game. You mm-hmm. tip your cap to them. You move on. Um, I thought Mitch Trubisky played well. I did too. Uh, you know, immediately after that game, the, the again the calls were, well, you know, Kenny, you got to go to Kenny Pickett, got to go to Kenny Pickett. I, I don't feel that's the case right now. Mm-hmm. I, I do, if it was simply the quarterback not playing well. Okay, I get it, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's the the problem right now. Again, it's just these these lulls and and you know, I, I don't necessarily you know the ball that 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 uh, on the one third down uh, I was thinking it was third and three, and he takes a shot against uh, <clears throat> with Deontay Johnson on Denzel Ward, and Deontay Johnson was beating Ward like a drum the entire yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ward was that's following right. him all over the field, and, and Johnson was cons- constantly open. He's been open all year. All year. <laughs> on all that year, right. on that particular play, it was actually a, a really good throw. You know, Johnson had he had outside leverage on him. Mm-hmm. Is that the one that was technically down, a drop down the sideline? Yeah, Ward got, Ward got a hand on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a hand it was on it. It's a beautiful ball. Yeah, yeah. But the, you know, guess what? Ward's good too. Just like Nick Chubb is good. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody ever wants to credit the opponents for ever making a play. I know that makes me crazy. It's a Big-time Pittsburgh thing. Sorry, folks, but you're very guilty of that. In a way, I kind of felt like Trubisky played really well. Um, he, he was more encouraging than any performance I've seen of him, but the Browns quarterback played a little better. Yeah. You know, Steelers' running game was better than it's been. Browns' running game was a little better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, Steelers' defense had to play a lot more snaps. You know, I mean, they're the, the Steelers' O-line, we just raved about it, but... Browns was a little better. You know, Cooper played a great game. The Joku was a problem. Um, you got to tip your cat some, hat sometimes to the opponent. But you know, there's no easy games in this league. You no, know? all right. That's they, a, they could lose the Jets. I mean, the Jets could beat Cincy this week, you know. So everything needs to be better in order to, you know, start winning football games. Yeah, especially, you know, when you're not – again, I go back to what I wrote last week. You know, when you're playing to win the game in the margins, you have mm-hmm. to – you don't and have without a, your best player, and yeah, and without your best player, who's <laughs> one of the top ten players in the league. Yeah, yeah, right. Regardless of position, right, and, and that includes all the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I know <laughs> um, you know, you 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 lose that that margin for error a little bit, mm-hmm. and so right now they're you know they're not they don't have that, and and they didn't force the big mistake. 
yesterday. No, they where didn't. Where the Browns didn't make the big mistake. I, I thought another thing, too, that was a little more disheartening than the, the uh, Patriot game is I, I, I remember Sat or Monday after the Patriot game, it was these two plays, these three plays really defined the game. The Steelers didn't get any of those bounces. Aguilar, Sutton, and uh, Gunner, you know, I mean, those three plays all went against them. To me, I think you said the same thing. If one goes the opposite way, I like their chances. If two or three, I think they win without a problem. This game was more body blows. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was more of a cumulative effort of losing at the line of scrimmage, getting worn down, dealing with Chubb, which is a difficult task. Yeah. I mean, Chubb's, Chubb is good. Really? There's, good. there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you know, if you look at the difference, and I know you said, well, you know, Hunt, Hunt is really good as well. Chubb averaged 4.9 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. Hunt averaged 3.9 yards per carry. That's yeah. working against the same defense in the same game. Yep. Uh, I'm I mean, sorry. Be- Chubb, is, Chubb is, is much better than Kareem Hunt. And to be very frank, I, I was texting buddies and they're bugging me during a game and all that good stuff. I saw four really good running backs in that game, but one of them's an elite guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just, I mean, compared to Najee, Hunt, I, I think Warren's really impressive. Really, against just about anybody in the league right now, I look at Chubb and go, whoa. I mean, that guy is a, an all time great. He's he's averaged yeah. over five yards a carry every year he's been in the league. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, that's Jim Brown stuff. You know, he's he's big, he's strong, he's, you know, he's fast. He's great vision um, and balance. He's he has so a, hard to he, he has a great slide step through mm-hmm. the line that, you know, you know, he just he just runs through arm tackles all the time. Um, you know, this and the Steelers is... tackling wasn't great. I mean, they could have brought their feet in, you know, more. They look tired, you know, in terms yeah. of getting too many arm but tackles. But he's going to do that to you. But he does you know. it to everybody. Right? Yeah, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. The idea is to get a lead on those guys and take him out of the game, mm-hmm. which again takes me back to that opening drive of the second half. Yeah, if they go up eight or nine points there. Browns aren't real equipped to play that style. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Now you're forcing Brissett to do, you know, he's throwing when he wanted to throw last mm-hmm. night. You did, They never really forced him to throw. And when no. they did, when they would get him in third and longs, they didn't They didn't convert a lot of those. Like, no, right, right, You know, right. they did a good job getting off the field in those situations. The problem was it was too many third and shorts. A lot of third and shorts, yeah. And I, the one thing I didn't realize till well after the game, though, was I, I don't have the ratio in front of me. But in the first half, the Browns threw almost double compared to their runs. Yeah. You know, everyone has this misnomer. Well, they were trying to get the, the lead, too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, everyone has this misnomer that they 
run to throw. Well, most teams don't really do that anymore. You know, yeah. the quote establishing the run is is not is sort of a misnomer. So they stayed ahead of the chains. You know, they they moved the ball well. Brissett played well early, like that, like we just said. And then he could hand it to Chubb in you know favorable situations too. Yeah, actually, I mean, if you if you look at it on a per play basis, uh, you know, Chubb had eight carries for fifty eight yards in the first half. Mm-hmm. He had a thirty six yard run in there. Yeah, and, and Hunt was four for eighteen overall. They were thirteen for seventy nine. They averaged six point one yards a carry in the first half. Right. In the second half, you know, for the for the entire game. Um, you know, that number was 4.5 yards per carry. So they did a better job mm-hmm. of stopping run, but the Browns were able to grind a little bit That's more. That's the thing. It was just body blow, body blow, body yeah. blow, and, and wears you down. And I'm sure if you ask Cam Hayward and others, I thought there were some, some good performances on defense, that they would say that wasn't my best game. You know, I mean, I, I thought Alou had a tough one. I thought Cam had a tough one. Really, don't blame Bush. Don't blame Highsmith. And don't blame Minka because they feared him to no end. It looked like they avoided him like the plague. I thought those three played very well. The rest of the defense probably isn't thrilled with their performance. Yeah, you know, so it, it happens. And and they need, uh, they need this mini buy. They need this mini buy, and they need to beat the Jets in ten days. Mm-hmm. Um, is that going to solve everything? No, but it certainly goes a long way. Um, you know, towards. Riding the ship a little bit, and yeah. then you got to go to Buffalo, and that's you, you. But you can't go to Buffalo at one and three. No, no. I, I I've been asked several times today. So, so what's the next step? You know, and I said, well, you rest the, these players, especially the defense, as much as you possibly can. You go back and self scout and treat it like a mini buy. See things that are working. See things that aren't. Your your tendencies. Where are you becoming predictable? And you go beat the Jets. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. And that's not. You don't just roll the ball out there and beat the Jets either. I mean, it no. doesn't work like that in this league. And you got to get that one, and then you go from there and reassess everything after that. But I'm already seeing that. Well, they're going to go one in sixteen. Uh, they're going to be picking in uh, the top five. Well, this season's already shot. You better put Pickett in. I mean, yeah. they got no chance. They're terrible. They're a bottom five team. But I mean, I, I've hear that all over and over. It's like so they get the Jets, then they get a, then they get Buffalo in, in Buffalo. Yeah. Then they get Tampa at home. Tampa's kind of a mess. Tampa's kind of a mess right now. Yeah. Then Their they defense go to, is great. But. Then they go to Miami. They go to Philadelphia. Those are two tough games on the road. Oh yeah, I mean it's a tough stretch. But you don't you don't know what either one of those teams are going to look like a month from now. No, and Watt's a difference maker. Right. I'm betting and he's there. By Watt will be. That was one of the best things that that I saw last night was in pregame warmups. Warm yeah, it's funny. Watt running around like he was getting ready to play in that game. Yeah, it's funny for my pregame hit. They, I call in, and Missy's on the sideline and does her, so I hear her yeah. whole thing. And she's talking about – she was in this great mood, and she's like, you should see TJ out here. He's out there making one-hand catches and throwing and playing with everybody. Like He, he looks like he's ready to roll. He was running sprints like he was running in the Olympics. The arms were churning. Oh, really? And, uh, like, I'm, <laughs> watching him, I'm watching him do this, and I'm like, he doesn't look like he, the, the, the chest is bothering him at all. It looks like he's ready to play tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So – there is help on the horizon, and there will be some injuries probably between now and then, as there always are. But a good performance against the Jets. You're sitting at two and two. Your best players possibly coming back on the horizon. It's not the, the sky hasn't fallen, folks. Yeah, I mean, it, it, these these two games are a little disheartening. There's no doubt. Coming out of that bye week after playing the Eagles, this stretch of games at the beginning before the season started, like, oh, this is going to be a really tough stretch of games. Mm-hmm. New Orleans at home. Yeah. Uh, you take I mean, your right, chances right, right. in that game. 
Cincinnati at home. I don't know if Winston will still be able to. He may, one, yeah, one he's, got, five, then, right. he's got four broken bones in his back. In his back, right. Uh, Cincinnati at home. No, they're, I don't know if they figured it out by then. Right, right. They haven't won yet. At Indianapolis. Does that look like a oh. daunting game right now? Indy's really bad right now. At Atlanta. Yeah, right. Uh, then you get Baltimore at home. Okay. Then you ha- then you go to Carolina. Baltimore could be undefeated, and the Steelers could be winless in that game. That game's going to be, gonna be yeah. right. Then you go to Carolina. They're a disaster. Then you get the Raiders at home. I bet Carolina doesn't have their coach at that point. They, they'll, he will not be there. Mm-hmm. Then you get the the Raiders at home on Christmas Eve for the game of, of the Immaculate Reception uh, celebration. Yeah. I like the Steelers' chances. I in like that the game. Steelers. They could not win one between now and then, but I bet they pull that one out. That's a stretch of seven games, mm-hmm. every one of which looks winnable. And you know this this team, Tomlin, et cetera, et cetera, they're not going to throw in the towel. If Kenny, if by chance Kenny is, oh, my God, is this guy great? I have to get him on the field. Then they will. Yeah. But it's not, they're not going to take the approach after two straight losses. Two straight losses, not 50. Season's over, folks. Let's yeah. just cash Three in. games into the season. I know we got 14 left, but we're playing for next year. Play for next year. Right. We lost two in a row. It's just not the way that they do things. Man, it's not going to happen that way. Yeah. Right. But that seven-game stretch of game is, you know, um, you know, all seven of those games look win- very winnable. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you go to Baltimore. Then you get Cleveland at home. Yeah. And Cleveland's going to look different no matter what. By then, this next right. stretch of games coming up here after you play the Jets, this is your toughest stretch of games in the season. Without question. I mean, you can't – what is that, six games? To, there'll be, what, eight games total after you're done with the Eagles, right? Seven. Right. Huh? Seven. Because they got three in the books, Jets, yeah, and then seven. I thought there was four tough ones. Seven. Okay. Two and five isn't going to cut it, though. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay, you're you're eight, right. Eight, eight, eight yeah, it is eight. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I it mean, is. three and five I can live with. Two and six you can't, though. You yeah. know, so you better beat the Jets and you better find another one in there somehow. Yeah, well, if you you're know? two and six at that point, you have you have very little margin for error. No, oh, yeah, yeah. You right. got to, you got to, you have to win this one next, this mm-hmm. week. And then you have to steal one of these. You got to steal one. Yeah. You know, you really would have liked them to steal one of these last two. Yeah. Then you because they were both winnable. They were both they were there both to win. The, you know, the, the Bills game might not be winnable if they play. I mean, but we, you know, we say that. And last year they went up there and won. They beat them. So, I mean, one. right, right. You know, all it takes in, in any week, given week in the NFL. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. If you don't go out and play your A game, and you somebody lose. else plays their A game, you stand a good chance to lose. I don't oh, care yeah. how talented you are. No question about it. But this mini buy does come at a good time. There's a couple breaks and you know uh, coming up, and um, wasn't a great game, but there was progress. I mean, it, it makes me crazy that people will not look at the good just because the the final the score yeah. didn't go your way. There was a lot of guys that played better in this game and they're getting better, namely the O line. And I look at the Steelers' skill position players and go, boy, everyone raved about those Bengals ones in, in week one. These aren't far off. I mean, yeah. this is maybe a top five, top eight group of skill position players. Once you get Pickens and all these guys going, uh, they'll be okay there. They'll yeah. be more than okay. They'll be a strength. Yeah, just just something missing right now. They're just not mm-hmm. clicking on all cylinders right yeah. now consistently. That's going to happen. I, I think there are better mm-hmm. days ahead. Um, you know, I would I would like to see a little more, obviously, consistency, mm-hmm. uh, you know, f- the whole way around from on both sides of the ball. But, yeah. a- again, it's not just, well, Mitch Trubisky stinks. we gotta, we got to go to Kenny Pickett. Again, if that was the fix, the Steelers would do it. I mean, that doesn't help you tackle Nick Chubb. No, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, so if Pickett's better than Trubisky, put him in. Right. If he's not ready yet and Trubisky's playing well, you don't. I mean, it, I think it's that simple. It's not, well, we'll put Pickett in here. We can't do it in this stretch of games or not going to play him at all. I mean, if he's the best guy, you put him in. That's what they're going to do. Right. You know, they see him every day. They're going to do what they need to do to win the most games that they can this win. This year, right. Yeah. They're not worried about next year or two years from now, mm-hmm. you know, getting draft picks next year. That's not a concern for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not never on September 23rd. No. <laughs> no. If you're eliminated in, at Christmas, maybe you put the young guy in there and you reassess things. But until you're eliminated, that's not going to be the way they do it. And the way the AFC is going this year? And the division. And the division. Divisions. I mean, as it is right now, you're a game out of first place. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, Cleveland should be really happy with where they're sitting because they're 2-1 and one and Deshaun's still out there and their quarterback's playing well. But do, are we set that they're going to be in this thing in, in the end? I don't think so. No. You know. No. Uh, anyways, we're going to take a break. He is right. Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. And, of course, uh, you know, Matt, you can uh, listen to uh, – you can subscribe to SNR's newest podcast, The Godfather of Pittsburgh Sports, talking nothing but Steelers. It's Saverin on Steelers. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday. Subscribe today. They're available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to be back uh, after this to uh, talk about this weekend's game. we got a full slate of games this weekend. We'll yeah. talk about some of those other uh, division teams, what they're doing, and everybody else that's playing this weekend as well. We'll do that right after this. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.